This message comes from Jackson. Seek clarity in retirement planning at Jackson.com. Jackson is short for Jackson Financial, Inc., Jackson National Life Insurance Company, Lansing, Michigan, and Jackson National Life Insurance Company of New York. Purchase New York. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Corva Coleman. Most of Gaza has been without cell phone or Internet service for almost a week. As NPR's Jeff Brumfield reports, the United Nations says the prolonged blackout puts more lives at risk. The problem began when a fiber optic cable linking Gaza to Israel and the West Bank was cut. Paltel, the local service provider, blamed, quote, ongoing aggression for the outage. Late last week, two of its workers were killed trying to make repairs in an area where Israeli forces are battling with Hamas militants. Juliet Tuma is with the UN. She says the lack of communications is hindering the distribution of food and other supplies. For aid operations and to coordinate the delivery of assistance, it's extremely difficult not to have a phone line. The head of a Palestinian cell phone company tells NPR that efforts to repair the line continue but must be carefully coordinated with the Israeli military to avoid further loss of life. Jeff Brumfield, NPR News, Tel Aviv. Winter storm advisories stretch across a swath of the U.S. from Washington state to the Carolinas. At least 36 people have been killed in several states by the weather. Oregon is recovering from an ice storm. From member station KLCC in Eugene, Nathan Wilk reports, Oregon Governor Tina Kotek declared a state of emergency. Starting Saturday, freezing rain and ice toppled power lines in Lane County. Although temperatures have risen, local utility providers say it may be a week or more until power is fully restored. One customer, Julie Morris, is living in a motel while she waits, but she says she can't afford to stay there much longer. Being a single mom, it's scary. All of our food went to waste at home in the fridge. You know, I can't even get my car out of the driveway, so I just, I honestly... I don't know what to do. Kotek has now ordered state agencies to assist the recovery effort and seek federal aid. For NPR News, I'm Nathan Wilk in Eugene, Oregon. Republican candidates are stumping in New Hampshire ahead of next week's primary election. New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu is strongly backing former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. She's going to do well. She's, we always wanted to have a strong second. That's the only expectation we ever laid out there. Some polling suggest Haley is gaining support in New Hampshire, but still trails former President Donald Trump. Trump says Haley is a poor choice if Republicans want to win back control of Congress. A vote for Nikki Haley this Tuesday is a vote for Joe Biden and a Democrat Congress this November, because that's what's going to happen. Meanwhile, Trump and Haley's rival, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, has turned to South Carolina for more votes. He hopes to win the state away from Trump and Haley, the former governor. The South Carolina Republican primary is set for February 24th. However, the Democratic primary is set for February 3rd. On Wall Street, futures are mixed. This is NPR. The Sundance Film Festival kicks off today in Park City, Utah. As NPR's Mandalit Delbarco reports, it's celebrating its 40th year of showcasing independent films. Since 1978, the festival has launched the careers of indie filmmakers like Quentin Tarantino, Ava DuVernay, and Steven Soderbergh, whose newest film is in the lineup. Among this year's premieres is a documentary called The Greatest Night in Pop. We are the world! There are other docs on Devo, Luther Vandross, and Brian Eno. This year's feature films star Pedro Pascal, Kristen Stewart, and Stephen Yun. 
David Allen Greer headlines the film The American Society of Magical Negroes. Watching you walk through a room full of white people was the most painful thing I've ever seen. Just kidding. Sorry. And this year, some Sundance filmmakers are telling stories with AI. Mandalit Del Barco, NPR News. Pakistan says it has fired retaliatory strikes into Iran overnight. This comes two days after Iran shocked Pakistan by firing into Pakistani territory. Both countries claim the strikes are aimed only at terrorists, not military forces. But Iran has also struck two other countries this week, Syria and Iraq. Iranian state media say Iranian officials claim they were targeting an Israeli spy facility and ISIS militants. A growing drought in Central America is affecting the Panama Canal. The Associated Press reports shipping traffic is down by more than one-third as water levels drop. Panama Canal authorities are blaming climate change. The cost to shipping companies could be half a billion dollars this year. This is NPR.